So we heard several times that word rejoice. The uh, entrance antiphon, rejoice in the Lord. We heard it Mary saying, my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. Isaiah, I rejoice in the Lord. And so this call for us to rejoice. Now, St. Paul in his letter to the Thessalonians, he says, that we should rejoice in the Lord always. In everything, we should rejoice. Now, this is interesting because there are things in life that we might very naturally say it's difficult to rejoice in. Think about someone in your family being sick, losing a job, someone dying, your house burning to the ground. Thinking about this year, 2020, with all of its perils that we've had to endure. And sometimes to ask, you know, we're called to rejoice? We're called to rejoice in this? We have to understand, though, what St. Paul is calling us to when he's asking us to rejoice. St. Paul is witnessing to the power of the resurrection. That all that was prophesied, and we hear that prophecy of Isaiah, the prophecy that Jesus said at the synagogue, that this Prophecy is fulfilled in your hearing. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for He has anointed me. That anointing that Isaiah talks about is the Christos, right? He has anointed me. That is code for the Messiah has come, the one who has anointed, the one who has come to bring glad tidings to the poor. And so Jesus proclaims that that Scripture is fulfilled in His hearing, that the one that was promised has come. St. John the Baptist, who we hear, he's quoting from Elijah, Elijah, that he is the one. He's not Elijah, but he's come in the spirit of Elijah. And he's come, like Elijah, or like Isaiah said, to proclaim that we are to make a path for our Lord, to make a highway for our God. A people who had been oppressed, a people who had been enslaved, a people who had been exiled. Now God is coming to save them to bring them back to His promise, to bring him, 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 them back to hope. And so John the Baptist says that he's come in the spirit of Elijah to proclaim that the Lord is coming. And so St. Paul, in this oldest text in all of the New Testament, says that we should rejoice in the Lord always because the Lord has come, that He has risen from the dead, and we have hope in Him. And so this rejoicing that we're called to have as a Christian is not a rejoicing where we don't recognize the struggles that we have in this life, the difficulties of this year, those crosses that we have to endure, and we don't acknowledge that they give us Christian grief. And this rejoicing that St. Paul talks about is, is not equated with us always being emotionally happy but what it is saying is that the resurrection of Jesus Christ, that He has come in the flesh, that He has died for us, that He has rose from the dead, that nothing in this world can strip Christ's victory over sin of death of His power. He has come. He has come to reign victorious. He has come to save us. And so that longing that Israel had for a Savior Right? All the years that they remembered the promises, 
They remembered the covenants. They remembered the prophecies. And they waited, right? In the time that Jesus had come, you know, the Romans were persecuting them. There were a puppet king, Herod, who was totally corrupt. And they're waiting to say, Lord, will you give us a king? Will you save us? Will you come and show us your presence? And all of those prophecies came to fruition as we will celebrate in two weeks that birth of the infant in Bethlehem to the virgin named Mary. Jesus who has come, the Messiah, the Anointed One, the Christ, who's come to say, you are saved. You are free. I love you. My Father loves you. And I have come to, to, to save you and bring you into that place that I have prepared for you from the foundations of the world. And so this is the good news. This is what the gospel comes to proclaim to us. And so we need to hear this and we need to be remembered of this. Advent is this time to remember that the Lord has come and that the Lord will come. Advent, which means to come. He has come. And this preparation of our hearts is becoming in touch with that longing that we had, just like the Israelites had, for those areas in our heart that we need a Savior. How we need the Lord to come and save us. Because we know that, that in our life, we're not always happy. We, we struggle. We have things that, that are crosses in our life. And we need to be reminded that Christ coming in the flesh and His being obedient even to death on a cross and His rising from the grave and His, his giving us hope and eternal life can eclipse any suffering or any sadness or any struggle that we have. And so that call to rejoice always, to rejoice in the Lord always, again I say rejoice, is a recognition that the Lord's victory over sin and death and the Lord coming for me is greater than any struggle that I, that I may have. And I may grieve, I may experience sadness, I may experience difficulties in this life, the valley of tears that we go through, right? the labor pains of longing for heaven, but yet, I know that hope will always be found in the victory of Christ. Do not grieve, my brothers and sisters, as those who have no hope. We have a reason for hope. We give testimony for that reason for hope. And because of that hope, we can truly rejoice, Christian rejoicing, a rejoicing that always points to the resurrection of Jesus Christ as our reason for hope. This third Sunday of Advent, as we wear the rose vestments and as, as the liturgy is pointing us to this reality that, again, Jesus will come, Jesus has come, is this moment for us to, again, recognize our need for God, recognize the desire for the Lord to come, but to remember He has come. He will come. He will constantly come for us. He will constantly make His presence known for us. And that's the reason to rejoice. And so... If we recognize that there is a, a lack, a devoid of true Christian rejoicing, true Christian joy, a despair that overcomes our life or, or, or makes us lack in Christian hope, then that's that sign that we need to, in a great way, in a renewed way, say, Lord, come and bring me your hope. Come and reveal to me once again, personally too, not just universally, yes, but personally. You know, Christ's salvific work is personal for us. Personally, Lord, how have you come? How do you want to come into my life so that you may give me that true reason for rejoicing?
So as we continue in Advent, we pray, come Lord, come Lord and save us, prepare our hearts, and as we are reminded that the Lord comes, it is in that that we can truly rejoice.